I'd like to extend a special shout out to Rosemary Engel for this episode. Along with the inspiration, she's also a guest star in the episode. Rosemary has been a longtime storyteller for many, many years, and she's graciously offered to share her spooky experiences on the podcast. So thank you, Mom, for your long-lasting support, patronage, and lending your voice to the podcast. Hello, and welcome to Bun Bun Storytime, the podcast where I tell stories to listeners. You've come to our spooky season, where you'll hear chilling tales, urban legends, and discover mythical creatures. But beware, these tales are chilling. And I really wouldn't listen before bedtime. So relax in your easy chair. Drink your favorite potion. And join me as I hop in. So, Sarah, every time I say a line, you say, ooh, okay? Okay. On a dark, dark night, ooh, there was a dark, dark woods, ooh, and in the dark, dark woods, ooh, there was a dark, dark cave, ooh, and in the dark, dark cave. Ooh. There was a dark, dark room. Ooh. And in the dark, dark room. Ooh. There was a dark, dark coffin. Ooh. And in that dark, dark coffin. Ooh. There was a dark, dark mummy. Ooh. And in that dark, dark mummy. Ooh. There was a jelly bean. Hi, Mom. Thank you for lending your voice and talents to the podcast. As I've discussed earlier, you've been a long time storyteller, and you have actually some personal experiences of stories to tell on your own. One in particular is coming from your hometown of the Pine Barrens of New Jersey. Is that correct? Yes. So what creature is the most famous creature in all of New Jersey? Oh, well, they have a team named after him, the Jersey Devil. That's interesting, and I actually forgot about the team that's named after the Jersey Devil. So, what are actually the origins of the Jersey Devil, if you are aware of it? Yes, there are many interesting stories, but the story that I grew up hearing was the story of a lady named Deborah Leeds. And she lived on Leeds Pond, 
which is very close to Batstow, as you know. Yes, I've actually been to Batstow. For all you listeners there, it is very, very creepy. Yes. And so one of the stories of the Jersey Devil, or legend, as you would say, was of Deborah Leeds, and she lived in on this um, place called Leeds Pond back in the 1700s. And the people in the town were Quakers. So she gave, she had a lot of children. On the 13th child, she was kind of tired of having kids. I mean, that's understandable. (laughs) Yes. And she said, curse this one and let this be the devil. Why would you? Okay. Yes. Her logic is very flawed, but okay. So she gave birth, and the baby turned out normal, but she was, she didn't like it at all. Did not like it. So when the child, and she would had animosity toward this child. Wasn't it because uh, the father's child was a drunkard or something like that? I, I'd read somewhere that the father was a drunk. That's one legend, and she was basically caring for all her children on her own. Well, no wonder she went a little crazy. Yes. Imagine all the laundry. And back in those days, you had to scrub things by yourself on a rock. Oh, yeah. Or in the pond. So she threw it in the cellar, which we now call a basement. Right. But there she kept all her canned goods. And some called her a witch or a sorcerer. So she may have kept her potions down there in that cellar as well. Hmm. This is getting interesting. So when the child was three years old, she would just, she had a, something like, have you ever heard of a mail slot? Yes. Well, she made one on this door and she would just throw it raw chicken meat. She so ca- kind of like the chill, the child was like sloth from the Goonies, right? Yes. And she wouldn't even pluck the feathers off the, the chickens. Poor kid! Yes. So she, the child had to learn how to wring the chicken's neck if it wanted anything to eat. She would throw down their raw deer meat. Wow. Yes. But she never skinned it. So the child had to learn, basically... To To fend for himself. To fend for himself. That's so sad. Well, the townspeople got hold of it. Well, I mean, I'm sure even in the 1700s, you couldn't really be that cruel to a child and the community. If they found out about it, I'm sure that there was going to be lots of hell to pay. And perhaps... Maybe the child was close to one of its siblings, and maybe one of the siblings missed it and would and told because they did go to church because everybody, even if they didn't believe, was required to believe in these towns. Mm-hmm. So anyway, she yelled down at the child. You either leave tonight, 
or there'll be hell to pay. Child didn't know what what she was talking about. So we. But I'm sure with something that threatening of a tone, kid's gonna get scared and want to leave anyway. Yes. So she had planned on making child stew. She had planned on boiling him in a big pot outside and serving it to her other 12 children. Oh my gosh. So he escaped in the middle of the night. And he's good been, for him. And it was been it's been told that he was roaming the town ever since eating chickens and deer and maybe some of the other farmers corn things like that so it was more like a pest kind of thing yes now that's one legend yeah now there have been some legends that i've heard that make him a little bit more devilish and less so of a pest have you heard any legends like that yes i have as a matter of fact I had heard that he was born on a stormy night. And the same thing. Let this one be the devil. Well, when the midwives came to give birth to the child, the child actually ripped the woman, Deborah, up because he had horns. And he wound up, as she was delivering, because he came out with horns, killing her. And then when he came out, the midwives were in shock and he wound up killing the midwives. The only one that was lit who were living in the family were the children, the other children and the husband. Oh my goodness. But he had escaped. And when he came out, he was born deformed and he had the head of, say, a horse. He had bat wings on him. But the but he had horns on the horse head. And hooves that he could reach the high places. Even though there's no mountains in New Jersey, he needed to get up to climb trees. And... Right, get, because it's the Pine Barrens and... Pine trees get really, really tall, so... Yes. That makes sense. And so that he could jump on his, um, prey. That makes sense. So that's another legend I have heard. So are there any stories that you've heard surrounding the Jersey Devil? there's been many. One of the stories I have heard was in this... There is a hallowed place in the ground and no one knows how it got there and there's sand all around it and teenagers would go back there and roast marshmallows is that the pit yes it's called jd as a matter of fact and it's called the pit is now there's been a legend that i heard about about that pit and you can tell me if this is accurate or not but in that pit that's the pit that he created for himself after he has he had escaped and brought all his food and everything like that to feast on. Was that true or not true? I had heard that as well. And he also used it as his hiding place. That makes sense. 
and basically he liked to use it to roll, run around in, and he would he would trap all the animals in this pit because they couldn't escape because it was pretty far down. And then he would use it to feast on. Okay, so it was more like a trap kind of pit. Yes. That makes sense now. But it was a large, large pit. But here's the question that I have. Why would he have that pit on the pond that he was born at? Oh, no, it wasn't in the pond he was Oh, it wasn't? Okay, I thought it was. I had heard that it was, but I wasn't sure. It was actually a pit going towards the town of a carver. Oh. Which was kind of, you know, a few miles from where he lived. Okay. That makes that makes more sense now. Yes, and it was near a lake. Okay. That makes more sense now, because somebody told me that it was actually on the property that he was born on, and I was like, that makes no sense. Oh, if, no. Now that if was... he ran away from his mom, why would he keep coming back? Right. No. Okay, that makes more sense now. Yes. And so one of the stories that I had heard was he was a protector, especially of women. Even though his mom cursed him, he had sisters, and he loved the sisters. And he would protect them, especially when they got older, from, say, mean people or somebody that was going to abduct them. Or or, hurt them. Or hurt them. And he was basically a protector of women. So one particular night, there was a girl, and she was going on a date with a guy. And the guy was going to try to hurt her. And the next morning, um, the police came, and they found a car stuck in between two large pine trees. And the man was hanging from the car, feet down with his head swinging on the car. Oh my goodness. And the girl was still alive. And they had asked the girl, hey, what happened? And she said, this man, guy I was on my first date with. He tried to hurt me really bad. And there was a creature with bat wings. It saved my life. She exclaimed. And to um, that's one of the legends. So he had saved her life. So in certain legends he's actually a good guy. Yes. In certain legends. Yes. That's that's cool. I mean, it. he's not necessarily a good guy, but he's not necessarily a bad guy. I guess he would be kind of the mercenary of the uh, cryptid world, so yes. to speak. Yes. Um, there's also um, a story about him with a football player. and Oh, no, I don't think I've ever heard this one. Yes. Well, the football player was... Um, kind of a bully and was going around bullying people and again he was being nice and this football player 
thought he was all that in a bag of chips, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So he. Oh, I'm very, very, very well aware of how it used to be. Um, there was this girl that he was he was picking on, and she was handicapped, and he had asked her on a date and things, and with no intent and to go out with her and asked her to prom you know kind of like a carry story yeah but only and was bragging on it and wow. and bra- and really gave up this handicapped girl um kind of like a reputation a bad reputation oh that's sad yes so one day when the football player was driving home on his own through the Pine Barrens, he got a flat tire and yes, and, and then somebody sugared his gas tank, put a whole, Ooh. yes, a lot of sugar in his gas tank. Okay, kids, for those of you that don't know, when you put sugar in a gas tank, what it does is that eats up the gasoline to make it so that there's hardly any gas left, and it corrodes it from the inside, and it just does really, really, really bad things to the engine as well. Don't ever do this at home. No, please don't. It would really hurt the vehicle. So, the gas tank was sugared, and to the best of my acknowledgement, something came at him and jumped him, and he had unexplainable slash marks all over his chest. He survived it, but was traumatized. So it was kind of like a warning to him, being like, you better straighten your act up or else it'll be a lot worse. Yes. And he said in the hospital, in the muffled voice, he said, I need to go apologize to Mary, which Mary was her name. Mm-hmm. And, and said that um, it was a warning to never, ever make fun of handicapped people again or use them. Wow. And they said, well, what did you see? And he said, I can't tell. I can't tell. I can't tell. So it very well could have been the Jersey Devil. It very well could have been. And they say it was. So if I'm not mistaken, you said that you had a very interesting experience as a teenager yourself with something very similar to the Jersey Devil if it wasn't the Jersey Devil itself. Is that true? Yes, and I'm not really sure what it was, and to this day it haunts me. What happened? Well, as a teenager, I was walking home from my best friend's house, as I often did at night. And we would always go halfway and we would make this little noise to each other going, I know, dorky as it may sound, that's what we would do. And she would go, I'd go, and then she would go, 
Yes, and we would do it all the way home until we could no longer hear each other. We lived probably about a half a mile from each other. So on this particular night, I was walking home, and I made it up into my dirt driveway, and that's usually where I couldn't hear anymore. Oh, actually, it wasn't a dirt driveway. It was a dirt road. So it was kind of like a subdivision with just a dirt road going up. No subdivision. Hardly any houses and dark and pitch black. That was the part I could not stand walking in because you couldn't see anything. And if you know anything about the Pine Barrens, very dark woods. So there wasn't hardly any houses, maybe three. Now there's more. When I- yeah, they they did eventually turn it into a subdivision, didn't they? Like, recently. Not really even, still not a subdivision, but more houses on there. Okay, let's put it that way. So, um, anyway, as I was walking down this dark, dark road, all of a sudden, a pack of dogs come out. And they look like they were deer, so they were chasing deer. I'm scooting over to the side of the woods, trying to leave them alone, so they would not bother me, all the while walking faster and faster. All of a sudden, they started chasing me. Yes, and I am running and I must have lived about a half a, another half a mile so all together me and my friend we lived about eh, a mile from each other and it may have not been quite a half a mile up this dirt road but pretty far I lived on, near the end of this dirt road so anyway I'm running and now something comes at me that is standing on two legs, has yellow eyeballs, yes, and it's walking with the other dog-looking, pig-looking things because they were unlike anything I had ever seen. They had, like, almost almost look like a wild boar but I don't think it was a wild boar because it was bigger than what a pig would be but smooth skin like a pig yeah and wild boars they're usually a little bit smaller some of the ones that are like out in Hawaii and stuff like that can get a little bit larger but not not to the size of like a a hunting dog or anything like that I mean they're really really dangerous and you don't really ever want to come across a wild boar because you probably will not survive ever but from what you're describing it doesn't sound like it was a wild boar no because they had tails so and there was probably about six of them 
and probably about six deer. So altogether, 12 things were chasing me, except for this other, there we go with the number 13 again, not purposely, could have been 14, I don't know. All except for this thing that looked like it was leading the way that was on two hooved feet. I don't know what you would call them. Because it was like bare feet, only hooved. Lots of fur. That's crazy. Also, when you say it had tails, do you mean like it had longer tails than what a boar's would be? Yes, like like hair, like a dog, like a dog, waggy tails. Okay, I gotcha. So do you think it was possible that the Jersey Devil was trying to protect you from something else that was in the woods, perhaps? Since you said that in a lot of legends, he was a protector of women. Could be, because what had happened was whatever was chasing me, these wild dog pig creatures. <laughs> along man bear pig. Yes, a man bear pig. Along, along with the deer. When he had turned around and gave them this look, which I had saw these yellow eyes. They had stopped and ran back in the woods. And it was almost like he was leading me to the corner of my walkway where I went to go into the house and just stopped and looked at me and let me go in the house and left me alone. That is strange. So it does seem like he was trying to protect you from something else out there and was just making sure that you got home safely. That's, it's creepy, but... It's kind of interesting to look at it in that point of view as well. Yes, and I never thought about it like that until I had started looking up some of the legends where he was actually a protector of people. The other fascinating thing is when I went to tell people, no one believed me. And to this day, I can still remember that. But it wound up that afterwards there were farmers that were reporting sightings of some strange creature what isn't that what you said yes that is correct it was in the newspaper so then i thought to myself i'm not crazy because there's reportings where something is is bothering the chickens and the livestock again This one farmer went so far out as to put a camera on his property and it actually looked like something had hooves and was standing upright. That's insane. So it was kind of like the descriptions that the original 
Legend of the Jersey Devil had, where he was kind of deformed and had hooves and stuff like that. Yes, but they didn't see any wings, per se. So, do you have any theories as to what could explain the Jersey Devil, the sightings and what could have caused the appearance of the Jersey Devil? Not really. Just like Sasquatch and legends like that and the Loch Ness. I have no theory. What about you? It's usually open to interpretation, kind of those kinds of things. But I do have a theory based on it. I think that back in the day, they really didn't have any concept of deformities or birth defects or anything like that. So perhaps the child was born with a birth defect and they thought that he was a monster because back in those days, anything that was different from them, they wanted to lock up. So it could just be that he had a birth defect and all the fur and stuff, there is a condition called lycanthropy where you grow too much body hair. So that could very well be it too. As far as the hooves go, my thought is maybe he killed a deer or a sheep or a horse and ate it and then used the horse feet or whatever as shoes. That could very well possibly be an explanation. As far as the wings go, I have no idea. It could be that he killed and ate birds and collected their wings and used it as a coat to keep warm. There were many Native Americans in New Jersey. Um, and so he could have picked up some of their customs and even lived with them, perhaps. That could very well be another theory that perhaps they had taught him how to hunt and clean and things like that. So that that's another possibility. It's possible that maybe it had um, a hump on its back like um, osteoporosis, but they have it or they have that with children. Because most of the time when you hear that, you hear with adults. I can't remember what it's called, but it is some kind of um, deformity. Um, actually, a birth defect, not even a deformity, and I hate that word. But back then, and she, she could have looked at him and said, Oh, curse this child, instead of saying it before she was pregnant, saying it after she gave birth, because it looked different. And that's the problem, you know, with certain things. It, it looks different. We can't accept it. That's a sad, sad reality, too. And even back in those days, it was, if it's different or I don't understand it, then I'm going to curse it. So... 
very, very sad and misunderstood legend. Very, very creepy that that's something that happened to you, too. But also, if you look at it in a positive kind of way, it's more like it was trying to protect you. Well, I believe that's all the time that we have for today. Thank you so much for joining me, Mom, and lending your experiences as well as some insight into some more information that I learned about the Jersey Devil. You're welcome, and I had a very good time. And to all my listeners, thank you as always for listening. Hello, listeners. Do you like the podcast? Want to be a part of the podcast? Well, now you can. You can support Bun Bun Storytime on Patreon for as little as $1. Your patronage helps to continue content for your listening pleasure, as well as getting shout-outs, personalized gifts, and so much more. But wait, a promotion do I hear? That's right. From now until November 1st, if you donate at the $1 tier, you get all the benefits of the $4 tier. This includes a personalized shout-out, a transcript of any episode of your choice, a personalized postcard with your choice of any episode's artwork, and your own story told on the podcast. So head over to patreon.com forward slash bunbunstorytime and become a patron. Again, that link is patreon.com forward slash bunbunstorytime And as always, thank you for your listenership and support.